0: Hey friends, it's Bill
1: and Danny here with a big announcement.
0: We've launched a Patreon page.
1: For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways,
0: an opportunity to join our show,
1: and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to
0: Patreon.com/slash a couple of park now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return.
1: Once again, that's patreon.com slash acoupleofparkhoppers. Thank you
0: for your support,
1: and And we'll we'll see see you you there. there. My name is Bill, and I'm Danny, and we are A a Couple couple of of Park Hoppers. hoppers. We recently had the chance to experience Magic Kingdom's newest attraction, Tron Light Cycle Run during a cast member preview. In this
0: episode, we'll be giving a full ride breakdown as well as our very honest thoughts on every aspect of the long awaited coaster. Let's Let's hop to it.
1: it. My goodness. I can't believe we're going to talk about this today. (laughs) It's, it
0: feels like it's been a long time coming. We've been extremely busy.
1: Oh my gosh. With other
0: stuff over the last week or so.
1: We're gratefully exhausted. That's the only way I can put it. We're so grateful that we've been able to spend time with amazing people, amazing friends, family, but oh my goodness. When you have a full-time job and you (laughs) are going full-time parks. It is. It's a lot. <sighs> All I just oh want no, to do is take a <laughs> Poor <laughs> us. We have to go to the theme park. That's so, like, no. It's like the tiniest violin, right? Poor <laughs> 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 <Boy>, you. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: Well, we have an episode for you that we've never done before, I don't think. What do you mean? We're strictly going to talk about our very honest experience with a new ride that hasn't opened yet.
1: Yes, and that's why I said I can't believe we're going to talk about this because we have been waiting for this ride since we moved here in 2019. Since before we moved here.
0: <laughs> Honestly.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is the fact we're even talking about this is exciting, but we're going to be very honest about this ride because yeah, <laughs> it's a doozy. When,
0: when then Park's chairman And former CEO Bob Chapek announced this ride in 2017 at D23. Never would have imagined it would be opening in 2023. Right. How crazy is that?
1: It's it's wild. I'll just put it that way. And
0: here we sit in February of 23, and it's still not open yet. But it is open for cast member previews, which we were able to take part in. Yes. Very, very cool experience being able to get on a ride before it actually opens. Um, This is actually, I believe, the third time we've been able to get on a ride before it opens. Um, Shout out to our friend Chris, who works at Universal Orlando, who got us on the uh, Jimmy Fallon ride before it opened. You remember that
1: i don't think i was there you
0: don't you weren't there no <laughs> i'm pretty sure you were there
1: oh no wait maybe i was yeah, there, you were there. <laughs> i feel like that's that seems like a long time yeah, ago you were
0: there you were there it was me you <gasps> and chris. oh i was
1: there yeah, yeah. it was before yes it shout out to chris you know i feel like when we moved here it was already open yeah and maybe it, i just felt like that because chris got us on he hooked it up he did so shout out to chris uh, and then we got on obviously guardians of the galaxy
0: cosmic rewind before right? that opened and then tron light cycle run we were able to enter the grid before it actually opens to the public on April 4th, 2023. There's
1: one more ride we got to go on before it technically opened. We did? Yeah. Did you already say Velocicoaster?
0: Oh, was, oh, yeah. It was an annual pass preview. That's mm-hmm. right.
1: That's right. Um, You know why I feel like I wasn't there? Because when we moved down here, I had only been to Universal as an adult one time for one day. Yeah. So everything felt new to me. Got it. So where at Disney, I've been on all of these rides so many times when something is new, it's just like very new, where everything else I'm so used to. That makes sense. And everything at Universal when we first moved here just felt really new to me.
0: So this episode is going to be solely based on our experience with riding Tron light cycle run. And we do have some very honest thoughts. And I want Danny to kind of dive in on her personal experience because it was a little bit different than mine. And we'll explain as the episode goes along.
1: And I'm going to be just straight up honest and you should be you know a little bit vulnerable uh, that's a fun word <laughs> vulnerable uh, vulnerable um and we'll, we'll we'll get a little bit deeper into it but um first off i do want to give a shout out to our patrons if you are watching this on video you are exclusively getting to experience our video Uh, because it's part of what you get for supporting us and we want to thank you for that at this time currently this is a patreon only benefit so if you're watching thank you so much we love you and if you would like to see our recorded faces thinking and talking and existing then Head over to patreon.com slash a couple of park and you can see all the nonsense for yourself, and we'll love you for it.
0: Sounds good. All Sounds right. Sounds good. Patreon.com slash a couple of park All right. So let's dive into it. First, I want to kind of give a little bit of a rundown of what Tron Light Cycle Run is. Okay. Give a little bit of the um, kind of the backstory and what the ride is and why sure. it is what it is.
1: So can we just preface this by also saying we have seen neither of us have seen the movies no
0: i've seen three trailers for tron legacy and that's all i know (laughs) about tron but i kind of got the gist of what it was based on talking to people and all that
1: we do plan on watching them at some point but just in case you guys are watching and when listening and wondering if we've ever like our thoughts on the movie comparatively to the ride uh We we don't have too much to say about that.
0: Here's what I'll kind of say about that because I don't think we really need to cover it that much because I am very vaguely familiar with what Tron is. Okay, judging by those trailers, once you understand what the grid is, that's all you need to know to ride this ride. It there's really there's no characters from the movie in the ride, anything like that, unless they haven't added that yet because they are still technically in technical rehearsals. Sure. Um, There may have been stuff that we've missed so far. Just want to preface that as well. Um, When the ride is not officially open yet, sometimes you don't get to see certain things. My assumption is I think we saw everything because I can't think of anywhere we would have missed something. Right. But there's always that chance where we may have not seen something that is fully prepared yet
1: if we do see that further down the line we'll keep you guys updated yeah. but for right now let's just jump straight into uh the details about this brand new coaster that we've been waiting oh so long for
0: yeah so tron light cycle runs official description from waltdisneyworld.com and it says uh lean forward into the ultimate race of survival Leave the real world behind and join Team Blue in an epic quest across the grid, the dark, computerized world with no horizons from Tron. Here, there's no limit to the excitement. Climb aboard your very own light cycle and take off on a high-speed adventure, racing against the grid's most menacing programs. Surge past your fierce opponents as you attempt to cross through eight energy gates and secure your team's victory so you can survive to race another day. Scheduled to open April 4th, 2023, Tron Light Cycle Run will be one of the fastest coasters at any Disney theme park in the world. So that's kind of like the official description from DisneyWorld.com of what exactly this ride is. And that's kind of what we wanted to preface our... Um, experience with so you know in case you haven't seen or heard already what tron light cycle run is
1: now why did disney decide to uh create a ride not here because this is a a copycat ride uh from uh what did we say shanghai disneyland shanghai disneyland uh the reason for that is they took it from the big screen to the theme park In 1982, Disney made filmmaking history with Tron, the first production of its kind to mix live action with computer-generated visuals and backlit animation. This iconic film went on to inspire video games, comic books, and animated series in the 2010 sequel, Tron Legacy, as well as this new Disney theme park attraction. Uh, I just have to say that I had never seen Tron, and I thought it was a very old movie, and I what is
0: the first but, one is,
1: but like I didn't know about the second one
0: because Tron Legacy didn't come out till twenty eight years later,
1: but, so but I didn't like hear I don't remember hearing about it. Sure. I just thought it was like one movie, right, and so I was surprised to learn that it was two. <laughs> Yeah. Movies. We
0: would never know if it's a bold departure from the original source material. <laughs> Shout out Beetlejuice the musical. We can't Love wait you. to
1: see you when you come to Orlando. <laughs> uh, yes, and if you're listening and you have questions about Beetlejuice, hit us up. We're happy to talk about it. Um, but so yeah, 2010. That is also 13 <laughs> right. years ago. Right. Exactly. What 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 was happening when I in 2010 for me? I was like in like college, changing majors. Just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that feels like an eternity ago. For real. So it, I don't remember ever seeing that or ever hearing about it. Personally. I, just, I don't think
0: I ever cared to see it. I I had heard of it, but I had never really s- like seeked out. Is that the right word? Seeked out. Is that the past tense? I had never it's not, been seeked out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'd never it's been seeking out. Ben's,
0: I was never cared to seek out.
1: I was never actively seeking out the Tron (laughs) Legacy. Light Cycle Run. The Tron light no Tron Legacy back then. Tron light cycle run was just a idea in someone's brain.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also crazy to think that the first Tron Light Cycle coaster, because it's called Power Run in Shanghai. Uh Uh-huh. Uh opened eight years ago. Wild. (laughs) Isn't that nuts?
1: That's so strange.
0: All right. So when Tron Light Cycle Run opens at Disney World's Magic Kingdom in April of 2023, you will not be able to get in a standby line to experience this attraction, much like the last, what, four? four attractions that have opened at walt disney world it will open with a virtual queue.
1: (gasps) what no way (laughs) yes
0: so a virtual queue will be placed on in place when tron opens on april 4th guests will need to use the my disney experience app to enter the attraction like i said the standby queue will not be available each guest can enter the queue no more than once per day during regular park hours but guests will also be able to purchase an individual Lightning Lane entry for this attraction. Lightning Lane entry purchases are limited availability, are subject to change or closure, may vary by date, or not guaranteed.
1: So technically, uh, you can ride legal tw- mama Jumbo. So technically, you can ride twice, like you do for Guardians. Correct. If so you pay for once and do the virtual queue.
0: So this seems like Disney's formula going forward anytime there's a new attraction. And the next one that opens will probably be uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, and that'll probably be Virtual Queue as I'm well. very
1: excited about that one. <clears throat>
0: um, I personally like the Virtual Queue. I've never had issues with getting it. I've literally failed to get a Virtual Queue one time. Yeah. Um, I don't have any issues with it. I know how, to, how it works. I know how to get the Virtual Queues. So I've got no problem with it. Plus, you don't have to wait in a three-hour line to experience an attraction. You so know, I'm totally fine with he that.
1: Here's the other thing. If we think back to when like things like the Figment bucket, the yeah. Figment popcorn bucket, yep. and people were waiting for seven hours at a time <laughs> for that, <laughs> yep. I just imagine that if they were doing these new rides like standby, it would kind of be similar to that. Probably. Especially just because like, I mean people want to go on the ride. And a lot of times you either get it or you don't. You go about your day. Well,
0: here's the thing. if You put virtual queue in place for, you know, six or seven months. Most people that are going to experience it have experienced it at that point. Most people, you know, obviously there's people that go to Disney like once every three years and and all that. But for the most part, the locals have all experienced it. Sure. You know, the, the people who live within a reasonable distance have all experienced it. Annual pass holders have experienced it. DVC members have experienced it. For the most part, most people have experienced the ride at least once in that first six or seven months. So when it does go to uh, a standby line, the lines are never like super terrible, right? So I'm I think this is a great idea. I'm glad they're doing it. Me personally, aside from Guardians, there's no there's no ride that is in Disney World that I n- like feel the need to do twice in a day. Sure. So. I'm perfectly fine with virtual queue being in effect for Tron because I will get it when I'm going to Magic Kingdom. I'll ride it and that'll be my my ride for the day. Sure. I'll be totally fine with that.
1: I mean, I I, I think you're right. Um, I I, I think that, you know, I I want people to understand why you feel like that. So let's keep... Sure. Let's keep breaking down the stats, and then let's let's discuss.
0: Yeah. So you're on your second page there. We have a whole little rundown here. We want to talk about some stuff, Um, but Tron Light Cycle Run. Let's go over some stats. What do you say? Let's go over them. All right. So ride length. Um, This is the Tron Light Cycle Run has three thousand one hundred sixty nine feet of track, which is significantly shorter than a ride like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is nearly a mile, 5,280 feet of track.
1: That is 633.8 Dannys <laughs> <Okay>. of track. <laughs> <laughs> so if you line me up <laughs> head to toe, yeah. 633 times 0.8
0: uh, with a capacity of 1,680 riders per hour, that's 1,680 Dannies <laughs> per
1: hour. Per hour.
0: Uh, top speed is 59.3 miles per hour. I don't know how. I don't fast know Danny how fast can... you are. <laughs> Not that fast. That's that's straight up cheetah speed, like. <laughs>
1: No, I uh, feel like I run like Phoebe and Friends yeah, with her hands. You're not a cheetah girl. No, I'm not a <laughs> cheetah girl. Hey, nice Disney Channel throwback. And the the full ride
0: experience is about two minutes, is what they say online. But the f- the launch to the finish is only about sixty seconds, and it feels like every bit of that sixty seconds.
1: Yeah, it really does. I thought it was shorter. So let's
0: <laughs> let's kind of go down our our rundown here and kind of touch on all these things, and then we're going to give our thoughts, and Danny has some very, very honest thoughts as well. And here's
1: the thing. I'm not going to be like, I'm not mad. This is an enchantment. I'm not going to (laughs) rant about it. Like, this is a great ride, but there are some things that have been very controversial Mm -hmm. in the Disney community, in the theme park community, and um, we're going to talk about it. But just so you know, if you're listening, you're not in for an enchantment rant for sure
0: (laughs) for sure so let's talk about how many times we've ridden i've ridden on two different days right the first time i rode was during the day in the in the middle of the day and you rode one light out and i rode one time and then you and i went together yes and we rode back to back times at night which is so much cooler. I, so much cooler. I
1: believe you. I can't say. You haven't I ridden haven't it rid- during the day? No.
0: But that that outdoor part under the canopy, for those of you who haven't seen, there, the first third of the ride is technically outdoors, but it's underneath the big bubble canopy that you can see next to Space Mountain. Um, at night, it is a significantly different experience because there are so many lights going on in there and there's actually when you're riding because you're part of team blue um, in this ride and you're racing against team orange okay on the top of the canopy as you're riding there's like orange lights that are traveling with you oh really so I it's didn't like even you're so it's like you're racing team orange it's it's one of those things it's when you really ride a new cool.
1: ride like and I'll explain why I didn't notice a lot of details. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'll get more into that in a bit. It's um, really, really cool. Yeah, so we together we've ridden both day and night. Now, uh, as for the breakdown of the outdoor queue... Uh, you enter to the left of the old Space Mountain gift shop. Which I have heard is going to be a combined
0: Space Mountain Tron gift
1: shop. I did hear they're going to change the name, but it's just a rumor as of right now. Mm-hmm. But it would make sense if they did just to kind of like solidify this yeah. is this is new, not the same Space Mountain gift shop. Which it's it makes sense in like the area it's at that would be perfect for both of them right and here's the thing they, they don't make enough space mountain merch to really justify it just being a space mountain gift shop right uh, there's a photo op with the big tron light cycle run and ride in the background
0: a big tron light cycle run sign i forgot to write the word sign there oh. <laughs> um when we have the the big tron sign when you walk in there oh yes also another thing that i didn't write down here when you walk into the Tron area, the outdoor queue, that music is very loud, and it's, it's very and, it, and, and it transports you out of like the part of Tomorrowland that you are in, and you are very clearly in like Tron land, which I think is really cool. It's really immersive.
1: Right. Uh, the walk up when you're walking up the ramp, the coasters are zooming around you, which is very cool. So you kind of see what you're getting in for. You you walk under that outdoor area. Uh, I also will say that they did a fantastic job of hiding the netting to yes. catch stuff because yes. I really had to like do a double take at the netting because sometimes it's just very obvious. And they did a good job of making it not look like it was there. Right. Uh, there are photo pass opportunities. We didn't stop. Uh, the lines
0: were very long.
1: Yeah, but that's to be expected with yeah. a brand new ride. Uh, and then... In
0: in the queue, there's actually a restroom, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. So when you walk up outside, there's a brand new restroom. Uh, Honestly, being at a theme park all day, good restrooms are very important. Yeah, You want a place that's like clean and smells good and stuff like that. So a new restroom is like really exciting. It's it's a very (laughs)
0: long outdoor queue and a long ramp. That you have to go up and around and all that, right? So the closest bathroom, if you needed to go while you're in line, is back to the right of Space Mountain. Sure. So you would have to go all the way back out and then across Space Mountain and then to the bathroom over there if you're in line and you have to do your business. But now there's there's you're actually nervous
1: about getting on the ride. You get a little yeah <laughs> that little potty break a l- before a little, you go little in
0: tinkle down the leg. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, there's a place to do you that. Pee your
0: pants. You get scared. <laughs> um, um, yes, uh, the but there's a bathroom in the middle of the queue, which is really, really great idea. Yeah. Um, this ride is literally right next to Space Mountain. When you're walking up towards the end of the outdoor portion of the queue, it almost looks like you can reach out and touch Space Mountain. It's right there.
1: Yeah. Now I w- wanted to ask you: Do you think the restroom is in the queue? Yeah, I- it's in the queue. Okay. I, I, I thought it was kind of, like, outside, where, like, the queue goes this well, the way. Well, whole,
0: the whole queue is the ramp.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. That Yeah, makes once sense. you go
0: past that sign at the bottom there, that's you're in the queue.
1: So so what you're saying is it's not, like, in the line. It's not inside. It's, so just to clarify, it's not in the line the it, way it is for um, Flight it, of Passage. It's, it's where, it, where, you know, Flight of Passage, when you go into the ride, yeah. after you've scanned in... Yeah. There's a, a restroom halfway through the line Sure. at Flight of Passage. So right. it's It's in the, near the ride, but not which is smart. in the line. Because
0: th- that line is always extremely long. Oh, my gosh. It used to be and so long. And if you have to go to the bathroom before you get in that line, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, at the top of the ramp, the final part of the outdoor queue, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of switchbacks, you know, the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth right? of, of the line. But those are all undercover which is really great yes. because who knows what weather is like in the summer in Florida. A, the sun is really hot. B, it rains every afternoon in the summertime. So having that part of the queue be fully undercover and having those giant metal industrial fans in the ceiling is going to be great when it comes to being really hot.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and then the final part uh, of the, uh, outdoor queue is where the test seat is. So this is where you can actually literally climb on the vehicle that you're going to be riding in the ride and you can test out the uh, the the mechanics of the, the restraints.
1: So we're going to go a little bit more into this test seat in a bit, but it's actually a spot. So here on screen, if you're watching on our Patreon, thank you patrons, you can actually see right there us sitting in the test seats. Uh, now, you can climb up there and check and see if... Uh, you can test... I don't know what what the best way to say, if you fit in the ride vehicle, basically. Yeah. Uh, which every ride generally has that... Um, or most do, I would say, right? Yeah.
0: And and we will dive into uh, the fitting into ride vehicles thing a little bit later. We, we just kind of want to break down what the ride and the queue is like first, and then we'll give our, our very honest opinions on everything afterwards.
1: Okay. So, uh, breakdown of the inside queue. So, when you first walk in, there is a hallway of circuits and microchips.
0: Yeah. So, like the, there's these LED-lit designs on the wall that look like circuits that you're you're kind of entering the grid at that point, Um very, very unique. It's very dark, very black lit. Um, and then there's just b- light blue and white LED uh, circuits all over the wall. So it's kind of a cool aesthetic.
1: Right. Um, and then there there's a room with a big reveal. Um, Bill kind of explained it best uh, on our YouTube video. We do have a, a video where you can see some of this go to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers to check that out make sure you like comment and subscribe there nice. now uh, so uh, but however I will tell you we didn't we're not going into as much detail there as we're doing tonight so uh, that is more for you know to see the visuals here you're gonna get all the juicy the juicy bits right um, but in that room Bill uh, described it really well where, he, you walk in and it's kind of letting you know you're being... What was the word? It's not processed. Uh, it's
0: a, you are being... Oh, God. I can't remember the, the word that they use.
1: You're being... Uh, there's a word that they use and basically... Digitized. Digitized. And then it's like, pow. And then the glass turns from... So while you're being digitized, there's all these like, I don't know, uh, like designs yeah. on the frosted glass. And then as soon as it goes like, poof, you're done. Um, the frosted glass clears and you can see the ride vehicles uh, right where the launching area is
0: it's a pretty amazing effect because you're looking at the same screen for three different experiences right so you walk in there and it's like these this video sort of thing is playing and then they say you're about to be digitized into the world of tron and then it goes and it turns frosted and you can't see anything right and then the frost disappears and then you see the entire launch area and it's such a cool effect. It's such a cool reveal. Um, I was completely blown away the first time I saw it. I was like, I did not watch any videos, did not watch anything before I went in there. I wanted to see exactly what it was like for myself with my own eyes. Yeah. And I was completely blown away by that effect. So cool.
1: I thought it was very fun. I thought it was a very like, uh, like it had a ta-da effect yeah, to it. Futuristic. Like, Ta-da! It's time to ride the ride! (laughs) Right, right. Uh, So I did like that. Uh, It felt very important in that moment. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The ramps are similar to Guardians that lead to the two launch areas. I think they have found that those seem to be the most effective in terms of uh, being able to get people through the rides faster because they ask you how many people are in your party and they put you in different lines according to whatever your answer is. I don't know what the code is. Like, I don't know where they're putting me, but all I know is I think they're putting us, uh, you know, I, am guessing like odds and evens or depending on the amount of people in your group, regardless, it's supposed (coughs) to get you on there. You know, it's supposed to be a little more organized. Um, I
0: also love the way, sorry to interrupt. I also love the way that they do these rides now because, when you ride a ride like Rock and Roller Coaster, like you're you're not in line very long, where you can actually see the coaster before you get on it. Right. But once you go into the Guardians of the Galaxy launch area, out of the uh, the what's it called the uh, teleportation scene. Right. Once you're in the launch area, you've still got a decent amount of time before you get on the ride, but there's so much stuff to look at. It's very stimulating. You can see the launches happening. You can look around and see the aesthetics and you're in the launch area. Same thing with Tron Light Cycle Run. Once you're past that, the frosted glass reveal, you're in the launch area and you can look around. There's so many lights and you see the, the launching going on your left and launching going on your right. You almost don't feel like you're waiting anymore. You You feel like you're there. And I think that's a great way to do it because you don't really feel like you're in line anymore at that point, even though you are for probably another 10 to 15 minutes.
1: It's just much more interesting. Correct. Correct. Uh, I totally agree with that. Well, um, as for the ride vehicle, um, the first off the first, I'm not sure how many rows there are all, but the last row has the ride vehicles with the motorcycle. The very last row has um on and it's not on every ride vehicle I believe it's, it's on a couple of i them, think yeah. it's like two yeah from what we heard it could be more but um the last row on two of the ride vehicle sets has the back row is uh what people are calling bucket seats so basically it's for differently abled or people who can't sit in a like a normal seat or if their calves don't fit in the ride, <laughs> which we're going to get into later. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, but the ride vehicle, the reason why I put this on there is the ride vehicle is... is A lot of people are comparing it to Flight of Passage, but it's very different. It's very different. It, Flight of Passage basically feels like you are... Uh, you're sitting on a stationary bike. Right. Where you are... Your back is kind of fully upright, and you scoot all the way forward, and then a restraint comes up behind you automatically. Whereas on Tron you're literally sitting on your knees. And it's, it sounds way less comfortable than it actually is. I find it to be fairly comfortable. I have no issue with it. Uh, but getting in, getting down on on your knees and leaning a lot more forward than you are on Flight of Passage. Uh, so think of this, and I'm gonna pull that picture back up for our Patreons here, you can see how much further we're leaning forward than you would be on flighting flight of passage. think of it almost like the dark night here if you've seen the dark night, the motorcycle that he and uh, Selena Kyle end up uh, driving, how much leaned forward they are, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, the restraints are very different than flight of passage. they are not automatic. you basically reach your hands forward grab handlebars and you pull the handlebars down and as you do so the the restraint for your back comes up and then there's a like a long metal almost looks like a like a lead pipe kind of comes down behind your knees and locks you in that way
1: it has to be at 90 degrees for uh for it to be locked into place correct and uh we're gonna get into the issues with that here in a bit. Yes, but let's let's finish. Let's uh, start with the, the actual ride. Yeah.
0: Um. So when once you're ready to go and your your vehicle starts moving, you go into the launch tunnel, and there's a little bit of a countdown, and then. You launch and you hit up to almost sixty miles an hour. It's one of the fastest coasters at Walt Disney World.
1: Now, when you were, uh, would you say that the launch is similar feeling to Test Track? Because it definitely gave me some Test Track vibes, where you're inside, you get a countdown, then you're out, and then the doors open, and then you go in the outside area.
0: I would say it's very, it's much closer to Test Track than Rock and Roller Coasters launch because because they are. definitely both launch rides but the tron one doesn't feel as intense as guardians launch in my opinion right. or, or or rock and roller coasters. it just
1: reminded me of test track a lot because it had like the okay you're stopping we're counting down and then you head to a you go straight towards a wall and then the wall opens right And then all of a sudden you're outside, and that's exactly how Test Track works.
0: Right, exactly. So the launch
1: is very cool. Um, Also, the colors surrounding you during the launch.
0: Especially outside.
1: Yes. But, like, even around you as it's counting, all the colors are, like, they're counting with you, or they're they're counting it down. Like, the entire room is counting, basically, with the (laughs) colors.
0: Right, right. But, yeah, then you go into the outside portion, which is the part that you can see from Tomorrowland and from uh, outside Space Mountain. And it is very, very cool. You're just in the open air, you know your your hairs in the breeze, there's nothing blocking you and you're going quite fast, but it's not you there's no inversions. There's no super side windy turns. You do kind of rotate on your side a little bit to kind of make those banked turns, but it's not really. The most intense ride. It's definitely not the most intense ride at Disney World for sure. Even though it is one of the fastest, it's definitely not the most intense.
1: No, definitely not.
0: You can definitely handle this if you can handle a ride like Guardians or even Space Mountain for that on for that matter.
1: Now, um, the inside portion. Um, I I want you to describe this a little bit more because I feel like I didn't have a very good like look at it. Sure. Because. I was trying to breathe through the contractions (laughs) of my legs.
0: Sure. Uh, So the the outside (laughs) portion, like we said, the ride is about 60 seconds from launch to finish. And the outside portion is probably 15 to 20 seconds of that 60 seconds. Yeah. And then you kind of hit a little break point and then you go inside and it's very much aesthetically like rock and roller coaster or, or guardians where you're in the dark there's different things that light up along your way. There's the energy gates. that, Like we said in the description, there's eight energy gates that you need to go through and secure your team's victory. Right. So you see all those energy gates and a bunch of other lit up things. And then you actually see during certain points Team Orange racing alongside you. And then at the very end, spoiler alert, <laughs> at the very end, Team Orange, it looks like they crash And then you win. Team Blue wins. And then that's kind of the end of the ride. But it's really cool Uh, aesthetically. You can barely see the track, which is my favorite part. I think that adds to the immersion. Because they're as amazing as Guardians is. And the only reason why I would ever take any points off of Guardians is that it's very obvious sometimes that you're riding a roller coaster and not flying through space. Because you can see the track. But... I think you can see it a lot less on Tron, which I think is really
1: cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. I just, I also feel like I don't quite remember that very well. (laughs) But
0: we'll explain why.
1: The track was not my biggest concern. (laughs) Sure. All right. So uh, overall thoughts.
0: (laughs) Sit back, relax. Relax. And Danny, you're clear for dispatch.
1: <laughs> Enjoy the ride more <laughs> than I did. Um, all right, so do you want me to kind of you go ahead, honey. Let's all right, so first off,
0: I'll comment along.
1: Okay. we're gonna talk about fitting into the ride vehicle, and I want to preface this by saying, I am short and thick with the two c's. It's the way that God made me. Thick-a- and I, you know, I l- am okay with that. I, Love myself. We are in a world of body positivity now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the thing is I've never, uh, well, first off, I've never had an issue with fitting into any rides at universal or at Disney. Anywhere. Uh, universal is notorious for not like being body positive in terms of their ride vehicles. And that's just the honest truth. Uh, I can't tell you how many videos, how many times I've seen Universal get called out for people not fitting in the rides and just being like it being really hard for people to just go on a fun vacation and then just not be able to do anything.
0: Even what I consider the tightest ride at Walt Disney World, you have no issues with. And that's Seven Dwarfs Mine Train.
1: Right. I've never had any issues at all. Um, The other thing is, uh, you know, when I say that I've. Oh, our Alexa's talking
0: oh my goodness <laughs> alexa stop
1: <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> live tv <laughs> so uh, uh so she's always listening here's the thing i'm as we get older we're never going to be the same size that we were when we were like you know 12 and stuff like that <laughs> no. uh, so those kind of things are always uh your body changes as you get older. It's just part of life. Of course. Um, but again, I've never had any issues fitting in any rides. And the only ride I've ever felt like kind of a tight squeeze in is seven dwarves mind train. And, um, I mean, anybody I talk to who like is, I would say not a size zero is usually like, Whoa, is this ride for adults? And we're like, yeah, it is. And they're like, Oh wow. Okay. But again, never had any issues. However, I'm also going to tell you a little story. I have always had thick calves. And whether that was when I bought my dancing boots and the guy at the boot store was like, girl, you got some thick calves. We got to stretch these boots out a little bit more. (laughs) Like all the time. When I used to work at SeaWorld, if you had thicker calves, you would just cut the back of your boots a little bit so your calves were more comfortable. And that was really common for a lot of people. Um, And I knew, like, also from, like, trying to purchase things, like boots that zip up on the back. If you're a female, you've tried to put on boots that zip up from all the way up your calf. I don't try that. Even when I was, like... (laughs) younger and smaller. I just had some thick calves. Alright, yep. y'all get it. I, I have thick calves. So, as people are going on this ride, they're like, are we going to fit? Are we going to fit? And I'm like, I'm not going to have any trouble fitting. That's fine. And the people go, people's calves aren't fitting. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> it, was,
0: it was crazy because the first day of previews, everyone was running with this story, including all the, the, the jerk uh, websites. <laughs> and we won't name any names, but yeah. you know who we're talking about. Yes, We're running with this story that uh, the cast members don't fit. Uh, nobody's fitting in Tron because it's made for the Asian population in Shanghai, and it's uh, nobody. The Americans too fat. Nobody's fitting. Blah, blah blah. When in reality, that's not what the case was. The reason why people were having issues is what Danny was talking about, and the fact that anyone, whether they have thick with two C calves or run Disney, I run dopey challenges every year calves same people were having the same issues which is wild
1: and also some people are bigger on top than they are on bottom some people are bigger on bottom than they are on top um some people our bodies are all shaped differently but when i heard that calves weren't fitting i was like oh you've got to be kidding me (laughs) the one part (laughs) the one body part that would call me out on my thick with two seasoness sometimes like Come on. Yeah. Come on. So I was like, I started sweating as soon as I heard that. I was worried. Uh, come the day of us riding, I jump out of line and I go and do the the test vehicle. And uh, I was like this close to fitting into the test vehicle. But I will tell you, I did not fit into the, the test vehicle. Like the tester Your at the calves front, didn't my fit. calves didn't fit. Here's the thing: everything from like that wasn't my calves. I had so much room; I could have lived in that ride vehicle. It's actually
0: quite a roomy.
1: It's very roomy. Uh, restraint. I, I had so much space. I could have so much space for activities.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, you build bunk beds. Yes, ex-
1: I could have built bunk beds. I th- like honestly, there's so much room, and the only thing is that bar and it was, uh, the girl was like, it has to be 90 degrees. If you have to be, uh, you know, if it has to be 90 degrees, you're at like 89%. So she was like, you're just right there. It just like needs to click in. And I was like, okay, tried a couple times. I was, by then I was starting to like panic a little bit because i was like oh my gosh i'm not gonna fit in a disney ride this like hurts me a little bit even though i'd mentally prepared for it i was like that that's not fun um so we went into the the ride and got on the ride and do you want me to talk about the uh right now do you want me to talk about the yeah okay so we once we got on the ride i got into the vehicle and I tried to get the bar over my calves, and it was like at, what, 99%. So Bill gave me a little bit of a, uh, just he he gave me an extra hand.
0: I, I had heard that the cast members will not do it for you because there's reasons. But I had heard from somebody who had thicker calves that <laughs> the person that they were with gave the back of the seat a little bit of a nudge And it locked them in and they were able to ride in the cycle part.
1: So I will say it was... um, So Bill did that and my calves fit. And uh, the four of us who were all together, we were like, Hooray! (laughs) And everybody celebrated that my calves fit. Which again, this is very strange for me to be talking this much about one part of my body like this. Uh, However, I will say it was a little bit of a tight squeeze. Now... Once we were in, uh, one of the cast members actually said to me, are like, are you okay? And I was like, yes, I'm good. And they were like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm absolutely fine. And they, they mentioned like, oh, a lot of people, you know, feel like that. But once the ride takes off, you'll be fine. Which tells me that, oh my goodness. Sorry. Uh, so, which tells me that a lot of people are actually, uh, making these faces at the the cast members to let them know like hey this is uncomfortable. Uh I will say that the first ride I was just breathing through it cuz it really wasn't that comfortable for me on my calves, but I was determined to ride on the ride. We got to do it a second time and that time Bill sat next to me and he actually like uh he actually like felt where it was tight on my calves and you could feel that like one of my muscles, like one of my calf muscles on the back was kind of sticking. Like it was just, <laughs> it was stuffed in there.
0: Um, so so real, real quick for those of you guys who are watching on Patreon, patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers watching our video version of this podcast. We're just going to kind of show you real quick what that actually looks like when the bar goes behind your knee. Yeah. So.
1: So, um, that's what that looks like. Um, I'm five feet tall. I went to the, like my regular doctor the other day and she measured me and she was like, you are five feet tall (laughs) and nothing else. So I'm, I'm I'm a short person, but anyway, uh, overall I fit into the ride vehicle twice. By the time I was done, I was like, I don't find this ride vehicle comfortable. I can fit in it. Even when you like gave me a little bit of a nudge and the bar went over, it wasn't like it was literally like 99% there and you just locked it in. Right. It wasn't anything like. I we didn't were,
0: force anything. You just you kinda, weren't
1: stuffing my leg in there. It right. was just like you. We went like just boop. And I, I needed that because the ride vehicle actually has to like lock into place.
0: The handlebars don't come down unless the bar goes behind your knee. Yes. That's kind of how that works.
1: Um, one thing I will say, and I don't know if we're, we will end up sharing these pictures. Uh, I was joking that I was gonna be bruised, and I, I'm bruised from riding this ride. Yeah. Um, I. It does not look pretty. <laughs> um, I.
0: <laughs> I didn't do it. I swear.
1: <laughs> I wore leggings the other day out because I was like, I don't want people to like see my legs and be like.
0: Then I went all Nancy Kerrigan on you.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> but I don't like it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. I know, like, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't want people to like think anything like that um, because I have like rowdy bruises from a Disney park ride. And the thing is, this is a design flaw to the most disappointing degree, because for somebody who has never had any issues fitting in a ride vehicle. The fact that this ride hasn't even opened yet, and I think the ride vehicle is uncomfortable enough to where I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I guess I'll ride again whenever people want to, but not uh, not fun. Um, I think that's really disappointing. And here's the thing. Even though I'm like, hey, it's cool. Like, maybe it's (laughs) it's not your greatest ride. That's okay. Um, However, there are going to be people who are not me who might care out about this kind of stuff who Mm -hmm. can't ride with their families
0: and you're setting up your cast members for failure
1: and who may not be mentally prepared for a body part to not fit in the ride and to be embarrassed with their bodies being on display in front of hundreds of people in the room. And the thing is, I knew that I knew my, like I had thick calves and going into this, that there was potential for me to get on the ride and then be like, you don't like your calves don't fit. Like let's get you into the, into one of the bucket seats, which it would have been absolutely fine with me. Um, However, I, I smell (laughs) some problems cooking up. I'll put it that way because I might have been okay with the thought of that happening, but somebody who doesn't know that it's coming and gets embarrassed and That could ruin somebody's
0: day. For sure. For sure. Um, This is... I would like to think this is a pretty easy fix because it's not the ride vehicle that needs fixing. It's literally just the leg restraint. And I think there's some sort of modification that you could easily make to it where it's maybe an inch or two further away from somebody's leg when it closes. And it's still going to lock their leg in. That's not going to be an issue. It's a huge design flaw. The fact that this big, thick metal bar, it doesn't even have to be that thick. Looks like a monkey bar. but It literally <laughs> does. And this big, thick metal bar is preventing people of all shapes and sizes from riding this ride solely because of their caps. I have seen videos, and I'm not a small dude, but I've seen videos of People far bigger than me who don't have big calves that fit on this ride just fine. And then you've got people who are 160 pounds and and run 10 miles a day who have gigantic calves and that aren't fitting on this ride. It's a huge design flaw. It's a major problem. You're setting up the cast for just getting yelled at all day. I feel so bad for them. For the they're, yeah. they're gonna get so many people off of this ride and having to go wait for those bucket seats. It's gonna be such a huge problem. And you're then like we were talking about earlier, it's gonna be a virtual queue and individual lightning lane. What about all these people who are buying the the freaking individual Ugh. lightning lanes for probably yes. 14 15 $17 dollars who are going to get turned away after they've purchased this ride, and then you're going to give guest relations a headache. And it's going to be so out of control just because anyone who has even remotely large calves is going to have trouble with this ride. It's got to be fixed. It is now February 20th. This ride opens April 4th. You've got a month and a half to make a very simple modification I to mean, this restraint. I mean, I would restraint. like to
1: think they can, but at the same time, I don't have that much faith in changing a ride vehicle that is You're not changing
0: the vehicle. You're just changing where the bar is or how thick it is it's, or, or it's, just, I'm just the saying shape it, of I, it.
1: I my guess is it can't be a safety like something like that that is part of the safety, I would guess has to go through months of I mean pro- I mean maybe. But I
0: don't think it's the, restri- like, the actual ride restraint is not the problem. I know, it's but just I, a think,
1: bar. I, th- I think it is what it is, is what I'm saying. It needs to be There's, there's no way that they're going to make a little modification and not do all of those hours and weeks and months of safety, like, uh, testing sure. that they had to do. Sure. This is it is what i think i think this is
0: i would be floored if they don't attempt to do some sort of modification i think this to
1: it. i think this is it i that would be floored i mean just just from like the theme parks you know you've seen it now well, I, I,
0: I know i but, mean but this isn't replacing a ride vehicle we're talking about replacing a piece of metal
1: uh, right i totally agree but i just think that I think this is it.
0: it you know if we were talking about people fitting and the ride vehicle needing to be replaced or resized then yeah this is never going to happen but i do think that something can be done easily without having to go through all those hoops
1: yeah so but we'll see and 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 that when i was talking about earlier about being vulnerable nobody likes to talk about like no. what part of their bodies are thick i mean some people do but like for me i'm like i got thick you know, calves, but it's not something I'm like, hi, my name's Danny. I got some thick calves. Right, like, right. um, but it's something I've always known. And it's just, I've always had to make, um, modifications to things like boots and <laughs> shoes. Sure. Um, sure. but I was very, very shocked to, uh, ride and not be super comfortable to the point where both times we rode, I was just like, is it uh, like, um, this is, this, this is fine. Yeah. Like, There was nothing cool enough about that ride to make being uncomfortable worth it for me. Um, And the honest thing is next time I'm going to try the bucket seat because that's not just for people who have thick calves, (laughs) thick with two C's. Um, The thing about that is it's for people who can't sit on their knees. Um, I've talked to some of my friends who don't live here and I have friends who are like, hey, I have knee issues. Can I sit in this? I'm like, I wouldn't. I would not sit in that if you have a knee issue. Right. I would sit in the bucket seat. There are people who physically cannot kneel down in that position, whether due to previous injury, uh, maybe they're
0: surgeries, differently
1: abled, like they they're not comfortable sitting like that. Yeah. So they're they do have bucket seats to be ADA compliant, um, and so or thick calf compliant, I <laughs> guess. Uh, so. I guess um, I think next time we definitely want to sit in the bucket seats and see what that feels like. It just kind of feels like a cop out. I'm glad that they exist, but I wish that there was a different a way to make everybody who had to sit in those seats, the ride vehicle to feel a little bit more like the other ones because sitting in a seat normally compared to being on a motorcycle, they're just very different. So I don't know. I'm glad that there's they there is something, but it kind of looks like the sad version of it.
0: There there are ways to lock in somebody's legs into a ride without having this big stupid bar go behind your knee. Look at SeaWorld Orlando, look at Manta. When you're on that ride, you straight up have leg restraints. And there's no issues for people <laughs> of shapes and sizes. You
1: just What's the other ride? The one that was like <laughs> gave us heart palpitations like the the oh, really tall <laughs> mako. I'm not talking about mako.
0: <laughs> I'm talking about manta because of the leg restraints. Yeah. And then you look at a ride like Flight of Passage where it literally it's just a little pad that comes up behind your ankle and your and your calf.
1: I thought it was going to be and like that and I was like I'll be okay. It in
0: place, but this the fact that there's this bar that has to go behind your knee and stick there is crazy.
1: It's it fe- crazy. It feels archaic to be using metal bars to lock people's knees into place, right? Because flight of passage feels like the best way, where it kind of like there's like a bigger piece that kind of like like locks your leg in, right? Um, where this is just like one metal bar. Right. It's like getting your leg stuck in the monkey bars or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, so that was my experience. What was? J- your experience fitting into the ride because here's the thing i when you were going on you were worried about it too i was
0: because i was going on the very first day of cast previews and uh i had heard that larger people were having issues and like i said before i'm not a skinny dude i've never been skinny in my entire life i haven't been under 200 pounds since i was 13 years old i mean it, it is what it is so I was nervous about it. To me, your guest on <laughs> because I've never had any issues fitting in any rides whatsoever, and it's super embarrassing if you're going to get kicked off of a ride because you're a little bit bigger. It's super embarrassing. So I was really nervous about that. Um, once I got on it, very fortunately for me, I didn't have any issues. I pulled the the handlebars down slowly, and hoping, 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 and it kept going. And then I finally I held, I felt the the back restraint touched my back and i was like oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> oh thank god so i was good and you know I, I enjoyed the ride i thought it was good for what it was
1: i just have to ask you what did my face look like when the bars locked into place
0: you know you know when you have like you know those old videos of like the victorian era where like the mom is helping the daughter get dressed and she's, <laughs> and she's putting on, like, that... What's it called? The bustier, whatever it's called.
1: It's called... It's, like, a like a girdle.
0: Kind of. But, like, a thing that's, like, uber tight to make you look super skinny. The
1: thing that, like, has the shoelaces. Has all the shoelaces, yeah. The yeah.
0: But, like, when that last little pull, when you're, like... Hm! And then the girl's like, Whoa. <laughs> that's what your face looked like <laughs> when I nudged the thing down and, and the, uh, the thing locked behind your, ca- behind your knee, you were like, yeah. mm. <laughs> and I'm like, you're okay. Well,
1: Cause I felt it like go over my calf and I was surprised. And then I was like, that's a, it is, yeah, it's hugging my calves. Yeah. Um, it has given my calves a tight squeeze.
0: Right. So, but I, I didn't have any issues and I, and I do enjoy the ride and, and, we're kind of in the end of the episode here where we're kind of giving our overall thoughts, but we wanted to talk about the design flaw. Well, that's what everybody's talking about
1: because people want to know if they have to worry about fitting in a ride. Because the thing is, if you step on a ride vehicle and somebody says, excuse me, sir, or ma'am, or human, you do not fit in this ride vehicle that all the people around you are fitting into. That's like overall an icky Feeling. Yeah. And the thing is, Disney does an excellent job of almost all of their rides not being like that. Right. Whereas people, like I said, people know when they go to Universal that that is something that their ride vehicles are generally not not fit, only made for a certain body size. And some people have literally had goal weights to go and ride rides at Universal, which isn't necessarily right yeah but it's well known
0: and i'm not and i'm not going to drop a name or anything like that i don't want to embarrass this person but we were with a friend of ours one time who is not excessively large who we were trying to go on uh harry potter and the forbidden journey one time and for those of you who don't know what that is it has the pull the pull down over the shoulder restraints and it kind of has to lock in and this guy or gal could not get it down and they straight up came over and like you have to leave yeah. you have to get up and you have to leave and this person had to leave in front of their family and go wait outside until we were done riding and that's super terrible and super embarrassing
1: yeah and i mean i feel for you know people that happens to but it's such a shock for it to happen at disney sure uh like i think that's the biggest thing for me just yeah. like wow but overall here's the thing I I do want to just say, if you're worried, be prepared that maybe your calves won't fit and that's okay because your body is perfect the way it is. And just because a, a ride that almost has an archaic system to lock you into it that overall people are having issues with, that's okay, but mentally prepare for it. Yeah. And also riding in the bucket seat is just fine. We're going to report back how we enjoy it. But if that's a ride you want to go on, then mentally prepare yourself because the thing is I did, and I would have been a little bummed, but like, I don't know. I just, I don't want anybody to ever have their vacation be disrupted By bringing them down just because of something like this. Right. So, yeah.
0: So that's kind of where we're going to leave it with the design flaw and the vehicle and all that stuff. But thrill level, let's kind of give the people a little bit of a a comparison to other rides at Disney. Uh, If zero is it's a small world thrill level and ten is rock and roller coaster for Disney standards... Where would you put this ride? Five. Five?
1: I would say five or six. I would say
0: because of the launch being a little bit more intense, I would say around seven.
1: I would say Guardians and uh, Test Track are more intense. I would say Seven Dwarves. It's like a step above Seven Dwarves Mine Train, I think.
0: Okay. Okay. I would say Rock and Roller Coaster is definitely the most intense ride on property. Then, honestly, Guardians might be next. Uh, just because of the the spinning and the drops and the the rotating and all that, um, and then I would say I would put Tron neck and neck with like a Space Mountain or uh, I don't know Seven Dwarves Mine Train is a good one.
1: I just think it's length too. It's it's yeah, but it's it's more intense than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but it's less intense than the other ones we named. Sure. Um, I would I would also say that. Um, it's really hard to compare because where something like rock and roller coaster, you go upside down and you spin and stuff. Right. For this, you're not getting, you know, launched directly into an inversion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there are some, like, some really cool sights that do make it feel like it's a little bit more intense. But I would definitely put it right in the middle. It's not like, if you don't like roller coasters, I would definitely you know, reconsider just cause you know, it is, it is a coaster, Mm -hmm. but it's really not that intense. I would say. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a good addition to magic kingdom?
0: I think it's a great addition to magic kingdom. I think it is giving a little bit of a facelift that is so desperately needed in Tomorrowland. Um, I think it brings an amazing visual to the nighttime sky at magic kingdom. I think it looks beautiful at night next to space mountain. Um, and with Splash Mountain currently down up until late 2024 when Teyana's Bayou Adventure opens, it's Magic Kingdom needed something else to be the people leader. And yeah. Tron, when that opens, may finally shorten the line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is the last ride that opened at Magic Kingdom, and that was nine years ago. That's yeah. the latest new ride at Magic Kingdom prior to Tron opening was nine years ago so magic kingdom desperately needed another attraction and i and as i don't think it's the best ride in disney because that's guardians by far but this is a very welcome and very solid addition to magic kingdom park
1: so uh my I think it will be a good addition to Magic Kingdom. However, I do think that they should add more bucket seats. Sure, yeah. Especially because we have heard that there has been an extremely lengthy wait for those bucket seats due to um, you know, people not fitting in their calves not fitting into the ride, or you know, maybe the rest of their bodies, but you know, calves are the the big talk of the town. Um however I think they need to add more bucket seats because I don't think it's fair to have something that's made for people who like maybe can't sit on their knees Mm -hmm. and them having to, you know, get looped into a group of, you know, people whose calves don't fit like (laughs) that. That means that like... Maybe your family's ready to go, but maybe you have to wait another 30 minutes to grab a ride vehicle. Like
0: when they start shuffling a park full of people through those lines, it's going to be a really slow process getting one of those bucket seat vehicles.
1: Right. And I think it's really important that that is available. Again, I wish it was more motorcycle like, but it's important for people to, um, you know, even if they're, you know, they already know like, this I wouldn't be able to ever sit like that. I need to sit in a bucket seat. Yeah. But because of this design flaw, I have to wait another thirty to forty-five minutes. A lot people have to go in this. <laughs> like seats. that's that's not. Yeah. I think that. Um, but regardless, I do think it's a good addition to Magic Kingdom. Uh, mostly because it just. I think a lot of people will be headed in that direction because it's a new ride. Yeah. So,
0: what kind of wait time would you be okay with? Uh,
1: don't ask me. Be that.
0: realistic. Because if you say, I wouldn't wait more than 30 minutes, then you'll never get on. You'll never get on. It will never be under 30 minutes.
1: Are you asking me as somebody whose calves got squeezed in or as a normal <laughs> just, human? Just
0: a, a normal human. Just aesthetically, quality of ride, all that stuff. How? What is the longest time you would wait? 40 minutes. Realistically. 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Yeah. I don't think that's realistic. I don't
1: think it's good enough to be longer than that.
0: I don't think that's realistic. I think... That
1: 45 minutes.
0: I think 60 minutes is a good number because it probably won't go lower than that anytime soon. Okay. And there's a ton to look at throughout that entire queue.
1: So here's my only So I don't take- mind
0: being in line.
1: So I would say that I think it's worth a 40 to 45 minute wait. Go ride all the other rides while people are in like waiting on that line and enjoy the shorter lines at magic kingdom with other stuff. Sure. Is the, my thought, but uh, the
0: I, I can't stand when people are like, I wouldn't wait more than 20 minutes for this ride. Well, that ride's never go- like 10 years from now. It's not going to be under 20 minutes. Wait. So but I be think, realistic.
1: But I think 45 minutes is like, a.
0: it's, it's very unlikely that it's going to be 45 minutes or less.
1: 45 minutes for 60 seconds is like,
0: that's what rock and roller coaster is. I know, but (laughs) you know, it's just gotta be realistic. That's all.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I just, for, I also feel like we have the ability to go on Tuesdays and Wednesdays where wait times are shorter. Yeah. Like, so what, so let me ask you, what do you think is a wait time you would be okay with?
0: 60 minutes. I'd be okay with an hour. Um, I wouldn't do it every time I go to the park, wait 60 minutes. I would obviously try to get the virtual queue while it's available, but when it opens up as a standby line, sixty minutes I think would be okay for me because I do think that you being in line for sixty minutes would put you somewhere around the beginning of that outside queue. Like where you start seeing the coaster go by at all these different angles. Sure. And I think there's just a lot of stuff to look at and you know it'd be a little bit distracting. So I think sixty minutes would be a good number. Okay. That I, I would that I would personally wait in.
1: I would for again for me it's more so like I'm uncomfortable in the motorcycles. Do I want to sit in the bucket seat and wait an hour? Maybe yeah. not. But I maybe For I, that personal
0: experience. Uh, yeah. For
1: that personal experience, but had there not been this design flaw, maybe I'd be like, yeah, I'd wait an hour. Yeah. Um I'd wait an hour for Guardians. Most
0: things at Disney these days. <laughs>
1: no, but I'd wait an hour for Guardians. I I'd, oh, yeah, totally. I'd wait 90 minutes for Guardians. I would too. Um this just and and I think I need to see how the bucket seats feel to have a real response to that question. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? that Completely agree. All right. Any other thoughts?
0: Um, Not really. I think it, like I said before, it's a solid edition magic kingdom. It's a long time coming. I do think that it suffers from the fact that originally this ride was supposed to be open for the beginning of the 50th anniversary. That's when it was announced to be opening in October of 2021. Mm -hmm. The fact that this opened after Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind hurt it because this ride is simply not as good. And people have gotten so used to riding Guardians for the better part of a year now because it opened in... Memorial Day weekend last year, which is the end of May, and we're already in February, so that ride's been officially open for nine months, and people have experienced how amazing Guardians of the Galaxy is. The fact that people have ridden that ride so many times, and then you get on Tron, and it's so short, it's amazing, but it's short, that it almost feels like a letdown. And I think it was kind of
1: I've been hearing a it lot was of that
0: suffering from the fact that it ended up opening after Guardians because I think if Tron opened first, people would have been like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. And then Guardians was like, holy crap.
1: Yeah. My ballot alright. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to music. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but the fact that it was reversed, I think, hurts Tron's like ability factor. Uh
1: I almost feel a little bit like the way I do did about uh flight of passage and Navi River Journey. Okay. Where I'm like two
0: vastly different rides.
1: Well, more so that like I have no connection to the Avatar. The, no, I have no connection to the rides. Sure, yeah. Like because I've never seen I had never seen Avatar originally. And so I um I want to make sure that like when I go on a ride I you here's the thing. I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I like, are you a sucker for nostalgia? Yeah, I love nostalgia. I have no emotional attachment to anything in, uh, n- you know, uh, Avatar Land, uh, sure. Pandora. Yeah. Um, and I also don't have any emotional attach- attachment to Tron. And so... But I do have an emotional attachment to <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. We are so hungry for marvel theme stuff here. Sure. It brings that whole ride to a whole nother level. That's another factor, yeah. So having the one Marvel thing here at Epcot, um, you know, that was so deeply needed and wanted and desired that with Tron, since the movie came out 13 years ago, I had never, I didn't even know it existed, Yeah. but here's the thing. I might see it and love it. Sure. I mean, I, I, uh, I do think that you're right though, about the fact that, they were already working on when we moved here in 2019.
0: Yeah. They were already almost two years in at that point.
1: Like, I mean, people have earned degrees faster than <laughs> this ride went up. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Uh, but, but, yeah. But, I mean, I think it's a good um, addition. I'm curious to see what people who love that franchise have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Because I do know some people are, like, you know, all in on Tron and I'm like, I thought it was a movie from before I was born. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's really important cuz there are things that I like that are you know from a very long time ago. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that I th- I think that we're going to hear a lot more about people's thoughts, opinions, feelings, all of that stuff when the ride opens to the general public because as we know, general public always has a lot to say.
0: Yes. So with that said, that'll conclude our Tron rundown this week, the breakdown of the Tron ride and our honest opinions. Thank you folks for checking out this episode and special. Thank you to our Patreons watching here on YouTube, a Patreon exclusive video version of our podcast. Have a, have a great uh, day or night or whatever time you guys are watching this. Thank you guys for checking us out and watching us do this uh, (laughs) for you. But With that said, like I said, we're going to wrap up this episode. Be sure to follow us at all of our social medias at Park Hopper's show. TikTok is growing rapidly. So go ahead and follow us there at Park Hopper's show. Anything else you want to add there?
1: Um, I would just mostly say get excited. We've got a lot of things in the works. We've had some wonderful businesses reach out to us recently. Um, We are trying to work those into our schedules. And we hope to be bringing you guys a lot of new content um, as as we are able to do it um, you know I'm excited that this ride has come and gone and also I'm excited for things like the end of the 50th anniversary <laughs> <Yes>. the <laughs> end of enchantment oh my gosh like
0: <laughs> we are so ready to begin
1: <laughs> uh, yes uh, you know we're sad to say goodbye to Harmonious but we're excited to see what the 100th anniversary like what they bring to the table because I do think that they're going to put their best foot forward. Yeah. And so I'm just very excited to see what comes next because we have been in the ever, like, everlasting, the longest 50th yeah. anniversary party ever. And we
0: get to have a, an anniversary celebration without a pandemic. So, Oh, my
1: goodness. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just very excited to see all the new things that we don't do not Know yet, and that we're excited to see, and we're excited to bring all of you along on the journey with us. So, thank you for listening. We love you guys, and we will see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast.
1: Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms.
0: Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show.
1: Visit youtube.com slash acoupleofparkhoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more.
0: And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash acoupleofparkhoppers.
1: Until next time, we'll We'll see see you around around the parks. parks.